Newcastle. It's 6 a.m. Rise and shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to the grind. And good Friday to you, and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner as we grind it out here on a Friday edition. Boone, welcome in. Good morning. Uh, Boone, it's, uh, it actually feels like a, a little bit of a summer spring morning. <laughs> Boone gets his microphone. It does. We'll take that. I thought you were going to say it feels like we're all going fishing. Well, Boone, Boone looks like he's about to go fishing. Boone's got his, uh, I mean, and he has a matching headpiece. I feel like that's a, that's a Boone thing. If you don't know Boone, you should. Uh, but Boone is a, Boone's a hat guy. I don't know that I've seen, I don't, I know that I've never seen him a whole day without a hat. And I don't know that I've ever seen him very much without a hat, which that's, that's kind of me too. So uh, we can kind of kinship there and that. But, but Boone, uh, you doing okay? You, you, you got it, you got it all put together? I, I was doing good. Uh, I called a tinnitus hotline. All I got was constant ringing. Is that like Miss Cleo? Well, that that tells you what kind of day I'm starting with here. Oh, I, I don't know that I'm up to hip on what the, the hotline is. Tinnitus. Ringing in the ear. Sorry. <laughs> It's too early. I'm like, is that a joke? I'm like, I'm like, is that like Miss Cleo? Are you getting your palm red in the morning or something? Yeah. I mean, you got Reader's Digest. I feel like I had I had a lot of hurdles to get over to get that joke. Uh, one more cup of coffee, and I'm so fired up. Uh, I'm, I'm acting like Tony Iruli in here. You would not Wide believe open. the comments I got. That guy. I think he sneaked in five or six of those donuts. He was so energetic when he came in here. Uh, he's ready to rock. Hey, he, Love he it. never, he never doesn't bring it when he comes to the WKVL studio. We'll have to get him in here again with, without this coaching uh, to keep him busy. I got a good feeling we can do that. I think that's a real good possibility. But, Boone, we've got a pretty good show today. Uh, I think uh, what we're going to start with is, is going to be something that's pretty near and dear to most people. Uh, Tennessee on the recruiting trail. Uh, Tennessee yesterday – uh, this whole week, Boone, they've been they've been they've been do, chopping some wood at the, on the recruiting trail, and, and by that I mean getting some big time players and, and getting some kids that really want to be at Tennessee, and uh, and have made that be known here this week. Uh, just since the weekend, Boone, I think we've got the number one JUCO running back uh, coming out in the 2021 class. We've got the number one linebacker in the country, number eleven overall player in the class of 2021. And then we've uh, we've gained some other pieces along the way uh, to real rec- right now the Vols sit at number three in all the national rec- right now the Vols sit at number three in all the national recruiting ranks rankings so consensus top three class at the moment and uh, and Boone it's May it's May first right here and and Tennessee's got a lot of room to move so. So, Boone, one we, thing is, is Wayne, Vol- we did a three for three. It was Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Have we ever had three for three in three days like that? I mean, I would like to think in, in the history, yes, we have. But now recently, probably in the modern era, when I say from year 2000, no, I don't, I don't know that we've been like that. 
but but Boone, Vols are recruiting. They've got some coaches over there that that know how to recruit. And, you know, I I think there's all different ways to look at it. And and if you listen to this show very much, we don't talk recruiting a ton. And that's, you know, I've always said I don't like being that mad at 18-year-old kids. And what I mean by that is, is, you know, I I commit, I decommit. I commit, I decommit. And then by February, they sign with somebody totally different. And so I, I, I take it with a grain of salt to a certain extent, but, Boone, uh, a team that started 0-2, was left for dead, finished on a bowl victory, uh, like a, a seven-game win streak. Uh, there's some momentum, and I believe in momentum, uh, that's carrying with Jeremy Pruitt and staff that uh, that we haven't seen in a while. Uh, do you, Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And uh, we got T. Martin in here. Everybody knows Jay Graham is, is a super good recruiter. And uh, – I was listening to Fulmer the other night, and he was bragging on the hotbeds. I mean, the necessity hotbeds that are in North Carolina and South Carolina. Of course, Jay hails from North Carolina. And, Wayno, you're exactly right. The reason I say that is everybody always wants to know, what do you think about Tennessee football? The two answers to how do you judge football talent is simple. You look at the NFL draft, and you look at freshman starters. Wayno, we have been very, very lacking in freshman starters until this past year. Uh, It's exciting to look back and realize we had four freshman starters. Well, you should probably say five the way Eric Gray came on, and we had another cornerback that started several games. But that's a big step. Well, how do you get freshman starters? You do what Pruitt and his guys did, like you said, the last few days. You get these guys in here good enough to start as freshmen. Yeah, and, and, and I thought Brent Hubbs, and I'll give him credit for this statement, uh, you know, he said good players want to play with good players. Uh, when you recruit a good player, he begins to recruit for you, and he'll go to these camps even though they're not having them right now, but he has those connections via via camps that he can say, hey, hey, dude, you know, I'm a linebacker. You're a defensive lineman. Let's go make something special at Tennessee. Let's go do something big. And and so from that point, it almost it's it's like your territory extends every time you get a great player. And, and you know the three that's been added this week are, I mean, they're second to none. You talk about we got Julian Nixon from Centennial High School, Roswell, Georgia; Dylan Brooks from Hanley High School in Roanoke, Alabama; and then we got Terrence Lewis yesterday, Shamanon Madonna Prep from Hollywood, Florida. Sound like you were speaking a foreign language. Yeah, Shamanon Madonna. Yeah, I had is to say. Is that a musician? It. Yeah, well, one of them is. But uh, I uh, I had to say it. I practiced saying that so I didn't fumble it. But uh, Excellent, my friend. But, Boone, he's from Hollywood, Florida. We know some good people from Hollywood, Florida. Good athletes come out of Hollywood, Florida. You know one. He's been on here. Awesome. Big Earl. Big Earl. He went from yes, Hollywood sir. to Dollywood, remember? That's right. But, uh, but, uh, but you know, it, it's one of those pieces, you know, we took one out of the backyard of Alabama, we took one out of the backyard of Georgia, and we took one out of Florida. Those are hotbeds. If I've ever seen hotbeds, those are one. We've talked about it on Start Bench Cut, which state is better to rip from that backyard. And, and you know, I, I, I don't think there's a bad one. But you look at this Terrence Lewis kid, and, and if you've ever looked at a kid and said, uh-oh, like this kid's this going to be a player. Uh, he's one of those. I mean, his neck is as wide as his jawline. I mean, he's he's a big boy. He's six foot one, two hundred pounds. Uh, runs runs like a deer. Uh, Dylan Brooks, six five, two hundred forty pounds. He's he's a weak side defensive end. 
that's a big boy defensive end. I think he he probably uh, can put on a little bit of weight and be a nasty edge rusher. Absolutely, Dylan Brooks. That just that sounds like a football player. Dylan Brooks. That sounds like a Hall of Famer. There's did, there's there's Derek Brooks. Did you see the people now? Now, granted, we like getting excited because they're indicating, but. Hey, when you say no, Auburn, no, Florida, no, thank you, Florida State, no, thank you, Georgia, later, Ohio State, nah, ain't going to do it, Oklahoma, that's something to get excited about. Yeah, those are who Dylan Brooks turned down, correct? And we just we got to keep him going, keep that coach's relationship. And uh, the, the people, he's, uh, all three of these guys basically have said no to are the who's who of the top five. And we'll, well, you know, we we got to get out there and we got to compete with LSU and Ohio State. That's just the way it is. We've had uh, five draft picks taken. You say, well, let's add up 2018, 2019, 2020. Vols, how'd you do? In the last three years, we had five draft picks. LSU, five players taken in the first round last week. We've got to change that. It needs to start now, and this is a good way to do it. Absolutely, and, and you know, I, like I said, I don't. I, I try to. I try to get excited about recruiting around October, November, because I feel like that's when things are kind of settling down. They've seen us play a little bit. Uh, they know whether they're wanting to come or not. They've probably been on campus during the fall, uh, and it, and it gets a little bit more concrete. Right now, uh, all of these guys could come to Tennessee, and all of them could go other places. But at this moment. Uh, these guys have committed to Tennessee over schools like Clemson, over schools like Alabama, Georgia, Florida, uh, Ohio State, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, it, it means a lot that they went to this extreme. And, and the buzz is, Boone, that Pruitt, they love the, how Pruitt backs his players up, how he coaches them hard and, uh, and, and you know, wants them to get to the league. Um, do you think – like it, it just blows my mind how, how different – Six, eight months makes. You remember when he jerked on OJG's face mask there a few months ago? They were ready to lynch him. Well, we didn't know if he was going to come back. We are like, oh, no. I mean, are we going to suspend him? Are we going to do this? Are we going to do that? And now we're looking at a coach that, that people can't get enough of. We're looking at, 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 at Terrence Lewis, number one linebacker in the class of 2021, who wants to play for Brian Niedermeyer, who wasn't even a linebacker's coach a year ago. So you talk about somebody who knows how to sell the, the vision, sell the program, and, and get some guys on board to be to be part of a building process. Not you're not coming in and driving the Cadillac. You're about to put some new wheels on what you got and, and see what you can do with it. So uh, the the questions come out, Boone, and this is kind of where we'll take the the second half of this discussion. You know, Tennessee sits at number three in recruiting. Uh, they've been there before. They were there with Butch Jones. They got a lot of great recruits via the Butch Jones recruiting methods. The problem was is once they got on campus, they didn't really get any better. Is that a risk for this staff? I think I think it's 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 maybe the same page, but it's two completely different books when you talk about caliber of coaches on this staff. The stability. Uh, we mentioned it earlier, bringing back the old coordinator, D coordinator, of course the head coach. I'll tell you what these guys like. Uh, there, there's a, a structure, there's a steadiness, and there's a, oh, crap. When you look around, and there goes Trey Smith and Cade Smith, two mountain of a men, 
And you were talking about earlier, if you can get a big quarterback, and we've got us a good one. But when you glance over, these guys, Wayno, I'm serious. I'll be disappointed if they don't go in the first round, uh, assuming we get uh, Cade Smith here in next year's draft. Oh, Mays, Cade Mays? Mays and uh, Smith, the uh, – the big, uh, the big dog coming back. Uh, yeah, he, he's player. You know, he's state player of the year, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's he's a guy that he'll be a first team All American. Do you not agree? They said he had been preseason. A first, they said he had been a first first round draft pick had he come out this year. So uh, it, it's one of those deals, Boone. Yeah, you you like I said, and I can't say that enough. And that just that made a lot of sense to me, and I hope it makes a lot of sense to anybody else. Good players want to play with good players. So as we continue to add these pieces, we're up to number three in recruiting. And again, uh, it was mentioned on this very show a couple years ago, it was said that Jeremy Pruitt, after we finished top 10 in recruiting there, or maybe maybe top 15 that first year, he basically went in and looked at his coaching staff, which has now been revamped uh, two times since then, and said if we don't finish in top five in recruiting, somebody's leaving. And that's paraphrasing. You know what's uh, very noticeable to me, and and I'm sure other people, Pruitt has yet to get him a five-star defensive recruit. We br- uh, well, actually Henry, Henry him, right? Yeah, Henry H20 starts as a freshman. Wanya Morris, Darrell Wright, offensive tackles, Jalen McCullough, um, those guys are in here. Wanya Morris and uh, Darnell Wright, uh, five stars on offense. What we need is uh, your boy Brooks there. We need that five star on defense, and then just let it uh, snowball from then. Oh, absolutely! And if you get if you get Lewis at the at the linebacker spot and get Brooks on on that weak side defensive end, and then and then that kid Nixon out of Georgia. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to slide him. Julian Nixon, he's a four star wide receiver that he's has huge. Well, he has a senior year to get to a five too. Uh, I, I want everybody to remember that these kids are juniors right now. They're looking to play, hopefully, play football this fall and and, and increase that stock and get up to to either a, a stronger five star. Or a uh, or a a better uh, four star, but but right now, I mean, what can you say? Uh, this is a, this is a, do you like the coaching staff and and, and kind of get back to that? Uh, what what do you see from a uh, a a moving the pieces around that you like that gives you a a good feeling that this class isn't or that this coaching staff isn't a Butch Jones coaching staff? This isn't all show and no go. This is a coaching staff that has has some prowess. Uh, with with not only recruiting but getting people to the league, I look at the attitude that all these coaches have forged. Reading the the Forty ers comments about Jawan Jennings, you talking about an alpha male. Four seven forty. A lot of people would say, "Don't even look at him." But Wayne, get the ball in his hands, and he's a fighter. Uh, right. John Lynch said, "Hey." I wouldn't be a bit shy about putting you out here and starting you at safety. Uh, what happens when you get the ball in their hands and how mean and competitive they become? And uh, I, I just think there's worlds of difference with uh, the knowledge, not cliches, not brick by brick, sound fundamentals. And uh, to start out the way we did and it takes long to turn the corner, that's all on the coaching and uh, – Juwan Jennings and these seniors accept an ownership of it. You you seen that video of Pruitt where he talks about when adversity strikes, 
have not. He yeah, and again, it's hard to say on radio because you can't see my 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 little motion here. But there's a video, and it, it's going to be used so much leading up to this season, hopefully. Uh, but he said, you know, adversity is going to strike. It's how we react to it. And again, I'm paraphrasing. But he said, he said, you know what we're going to do? And he does that little little choo choo motion, and he said we're going to put on more steam. And I'm like. I'm gonna go run through a brick wall. Whether they will or not, I don't know. But that's but, one of uh, Needland's yeah. maxims. Yeah, which he used. A, he used another colorful word in there. But I, I, I tell you, he knows how to get people tuned up. And 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 the thing is, is I think adversity proves a little grit to these recruits. You know, it's one thing if, well, Nick Saban's there. So so yeah, yeah, Jeremy Pruitt was a good DC because well, Saban's a defensive guy, so it's kind of his thing. But now, and Jawan Jennings may be, I, I'm, I appreciate you bringing him up, he's probably as good of an example of what Pruitt is as a coach as anything. And the reason being is, is he wasn't on this football team when Pruitt showed up. It would have been just as easy for Pruitt to go, you know what, I don't need any distractions. I'm going to bring my own guys in. I appreciate it. I hate that, that what happened happened to you. But, but buddy, we, we just don't need any, we don't need any mud on the tires. Uh, this first year for us. And, and, and you know, just let Jawan Jennings do his own thing. He probably goes somewhere, does great, and there you, there he is. But Pruitt says, you know, no, this is a kid from Blackman. This is a kid that, that needs an opportunity. Four-star quarterback. Yeah, I don't necessarily think he, he was kind of released on a on a, a meaningful deal. Uh, let's just uh, – let's bring him back in, give him some uh, some deals to to what will, will validate him being able to be back on this squad – and if he meets those, let's, let's work him out. And and the next thing you know, Jawan Jennings breaking six tackles against South Carolina. He's he's the dog, quote, end quote, that everybody wants on their football team because he's untackleable. He he broke more than 30 tackles a year ago. So he's, he's a player that even though a lot of that raw talent was there, Boone, like you said, four-star quarterback coming out of Blackman and, and a guy that, that was hungry, from word jump, I mean, again, Josh Dobbs threw him the the hail mary there there in in Athens, but but really, man, uh, I think even even from all that talent and all that want to, Pruitt elevated him, and I think that that proves his coaching ability more than maybe anything. Do you know what the the coach and the general manager from Forty Nine ers said about Joan Jennings? Out of all the tape we watched of every player, we got more enjoyment out of watching your highlight reels than anyone. We said we have never seen a dog fight and be as determined as you are. You you were not going to be brought down. We've, we've never seen so much fiery competition in an individual. We know you don't knock the world out with your speed, but we, we got together and we talked and we said, everybody's just going to look at 40 speed and he's going to be around the last pick we have and we're going to get him. And he was sitting right there at number seven. And uh, Jennings told them they would not be sorry. Um, well, and he, I, I love it because you, you give Juwan Jennings a reason to want to fight, and he's right there. You know what I'm saying? If he'd have been drafted third or fourth round, I, I'm not saying he wouldn't have been successful, but, you know, there's a, a certain level of distinction there. And you're, you're a higher-level draft pick. You, you were, you're going to get that big money. You're in good shape. That seventh-round pick, he's, he's clawing. He's got a jersey, and that's about all he's got right now. He's got a claw in there. He's got to prove that that, that 40 times not his, his definition, 
and that that he can do what he needs to do to get on the field, and we'll see how that shakes out. But but I'm excited for what Pruitt's done. Also, another ad from yesterday, Boone, uh, was a JUCO running back. Uh, his name was Mr. Uh, – where did he go? He slid down there. Tyon Evans, he's a junior college guy. Uh, Hutchinson Communica- Community College in Hutchinson, Kansas, 5'9", 225. Number one JUCO running back in the country. So we can put him in there with Eric Gray, have two jitterbugs. Tim Jordan, too, by the way. He's he's still around. Oh, man. God, I'm getting – Carlin feels to me still around. I'm getting excited uh, – if, if they use him like um, – who's the one the Chiefs got? Do we ever remember his name, that jitterbug? Which one are you talking about? He's, like, he's a smaller scat back. The Hilaire from LSU? Yeah, Hilaire from yeah. LSU. Uh, Cheney's got to be licking his lips with, with all the plays he's drawing up now. Well, I'd like to think so. I mean, he's going to have some good tight end support. He's going to have some good running backs and wide receivers. That's where the question mark's going to be. But I think uh, if you if you can get the run game going, then, then then wide receivers can develop from there. But but Boone, let's get to a break, man. We've talked about Vols Cruton. Uh, also, a little side note: Daniel Batuli signed with the Rams uh, yesterday, uh, or actually two days ago. Signed with the Rams after the the clearance from the medical staff. So. Uh, he'll actually get that opportunity to play in the NFL. So that'll be six former Vols uh, got got an opportunity here in this, this 2020 uh, NFL draft season. Uh, and we'll see how that shakes out. A lot of different, different franchises got impacted by the Vols. And let's see how many of those guys we see, hopefully, on Sundays this fall and into the spring. But, uh, Boone, let's take a break, listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit uh, a little bit more about some sports. I know in a sportless world, it's fun to do, but we're going to dig right on in. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. The Blunt Partnership is committed to leading the Blunt County business community through this coronavirus outbreak. We will continue to be a resource for all businesses as well as supplying up-to-date information for our community. Please check out our website for updated information at www.bluntchamber.com or search for Blunt Chamber on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. 
A public service announcement from Knox Area Rescue Ministries and your friends at Blunt Broadcasting Corporation. During the Safer at Home order, Knox Area Rescue Ministries has continued to provide a home to those without one. It's shown why CARM is an essential business in our community. CARM Stores was recently designated as an essential business as well. CARM Stores, thank you for your previous support and are excited to announce the reopening of donation centers and stores. As we resume receiving your generous donations, we recognize that business might not be completely as usual. We will continue to monitor guidelines from local officials and practice safe social distancing recommendations. We appreciate your continued support of Knox Area Rescue Ministries and CARM stores as we remain dedicated to serving the homeless, needy, and vulnerable during this time. A public service announcement from Knox Area Rescue Ministries and your friends at Blunt Broadcasting Corporation. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner as we grind it out on a Friday edition of The Grind. Boone, it's uh, it's time to, to, to get back at it. Boone's, Boone's on, uh, he's on snooze right now. Boone's got to get back in the zone. You know the good thing, though. Well. You're such an IT technical guru. I, I, could get, I can give you just a few minutes and you'll have... Every commode in your flushing. I just don't know synchronized. that that's IT. I just really don't think synchronized that's... with the Morse code. That's now, not information technology. That. That's information removal. <laughs> Commodes get it rid of it. Uh, so, so we're gonna move a little bit. We're gonna stay with football because uh, I think that's that's the that's the question that remains. May first, a lot of things are gonna open today. Uh, the 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 state safer at home orders gonna kind of lift here. Uh, for for most counties, Knox County is going to basically go wide open. Everybody's question is, how's this going to going to work, and and is this going to impact whatever? I, I think the answer is wait and see. We we've got to wait and see. Is there an influx? Is there a rise after everybody gets back in contact with each other? What is the the f- true flattening of the curve? How, you know, if we see a resurgence of the virus, then how do we respond? Yesterday. About 4.48, Alex Scarborough, ESPN staff writer, released an article uh, that says, basically, Greg Sankey, SEC commissioner, says room for leagues to handle football differently. And I guess, I I don't know, Boone, that that kind of, when I read that title, I went, what? Like, because, again, there's interleague play, there's there's non-conference games, there's all that that to dive into. So I was like, I I, I was uh, under the assumption this was a, you know, executive body almost that we've got to agree 
and move. But he, it, Greg Sankey hoped there will be unity among FBS conferences when it comes to how the, the, the football activities are going to come back and what's going to look like. Uh, but basically, he was on a Jacksonville radio station there on Thursday morning, and he said uh, you know, that unlike pro leagues, there's room for different conferences to make different decisions. He said if there's a couple programs that aren't able, does that stop everyone? He said, I'm not sure it does. He said, but the ability for us to stay connected will remain important. Boone, does that – I mean, that seems like we're, uh, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're almost in the business of culling the herd. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like, you know, hey, uh, if we got 12 of these 14 teams that's ready to rock here in the fall, we may look at see how that needs to shake out. My thoughts went two different ways when, when I read that. Number one is politically correct. Uh, he's he's saying something that could be construed by different people in two different ways to suit their needs. But also, it's basically a comment reflecting if there's hot spots that are coming along slower. Does that mean he's going to postpone a game? I mean, there, there are some areas not as affected at all. And, and they can start. Uh, but the ones with, you know, dense populations and, and more of a slow remedy, if you will, maybe there's a different answer for those. We, we just need some games and to get it started. And uh, he, he's allowing flexibility for the ones not immediately ready. Do you agree with any of those statements? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't – I don't. I don't know that he really meant any any kind of, you know, full blown decision in in his statements. I think he said, you know, many states in the SEC footprint are, are reopening for business as early as Friday. Uh, he said, including Mississippi, Georgia, Tennessee, and South Carolina. He said, Missouri, Texas, Florida, and Alabama, they'll end their stay at home soon. Uh, so he said, elsewhere in the in the conference, Louisiana, Arkansas, Kentucky, they're staying restricted. But he said, he, he, you know, he did not rule out. He did not say that all 11 states would have to be cleared to return uh, for SEC to resume athletic activity. I think if you – I mean, there are some governors who are just stubborn and they're going to ride it to the very end. You let a few individuals show normal behavior, people are going to get restless, impatient. They're going to be going, wait a minute, what are we doing? Let, yeah. Let's jump in here and go with the rest of them. Well, and, and I think the month of May is going to tell a lot uh, across the country as to how we need to react in, in, in this whole deal. Because I think, you know, if you look at businesses and they've been open three to four weeks and there's not a resurgence in the virus and there's not, you know, a big uptick in, in cases, then maybe you look at it and you, as a commissioner, look at each in university because there's a big difference in, in the, uh, the number of cases in Knoxville versus the cases in, uh, you know, the metro Atlanta area, you know, that, that basically fringes there in Athens. You know, there's a difference in, in – in, well, here's an here's a in-state comparison. I think Knoxville is probably closer to, to opening than Nashville is. Or Would Memphis. you agree? Or, or Memphis. Well, yeah, but we don't have a SEC Memphis school. But uh, what I'm saying is – Yeah, is I agree I, with that. I don't – what I'm saying is I think you – you can govern that at the commissioner level of the conference, but at the same rate, you've got to really get input from the, the universities and understand what that's going to look like. Because, like I said, if May is clean, then I think you can open it up and say, you know what, if your safer at home order is lifted, if, you're, you know, if you're, you're, your local government is, is allowing open, 
then you are free to have contact with your players and following said guidelines. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the normal 20 hours a week or whatever that looks like. But if you're not, then, then you've got to use your own discretion and, and, and kind of go from there. Uh, but I, I, I'm with the fact that, you know, uh, there has to be some understanding and some smart decision-making in how this necessarily goes along. He said the NCAA uh, has a role because we govern practice time, practice dates, et cetera. He said, but we miss spring football because we altered spring conditions. Those, those have to change. He said those start – to inform the answers about what if one of uh, this and what what if you can't do that or you know there were some schools that that fully got in spring you know because they started really early so so there's a certain leveling of playing field that has to go on uh, in that in that realm as well so so that's one of the harder elements he said he said our hope is that people continue to pursue the healthy uh, routes and we get get a little farther past this if we can and he said, I would consider uh, or taking what I would consider to be radical measures so that we can get through this. Again, that's that's that, uh, you, you know, being cautious, being proactive uh, and, and again, social distancing and, and the, the things that are in place at the moment. Uh, he, he said, hope uh, is what I have. He said, but hope's not a plan. He said right now the desire would be to have 11 states, 14 institutions, moving forward kind of collectively as we as we get this thing started but he said uh but like i said connected nationally so that we can celebrate the return of college sports with 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 our with our nation he said so last week he told heather denage of espn he said i don't have to make that decision right now uh but but he is understanding that the virus is going to determine what happens so i think the next four weeks boone uh, or maybe even sooner than that, are a big indication of how this thing's going to go because uh, talking with anybody that's even relatively close to an athletic program, this isn't a, oh, we get cleared in July. We can start late August. No, that's not how this thing works. Each each institution has, has, has in, you know pretty much put a word out that they need eight weeks. They need four weeks to get these kids back on campus, get them conditioned, to even be ready to practice, let alone play a football game. And then they need a fall camp to, uh, to do situational things and get these young players up to speed. Because Herm Edwards, you know, he's got, a, he's got a long tenure of being in the sport. He said, you know, if you push these kids in too fast, that's where those soft tissue injuries happen. And, uh, and, and you know, it's just not worth um, sacrificing some players uh, just to get back on time. Yeah, Herm, Herm has seen it as a defensive back with the Jets. I was going to say, he may have experienced it. Yeah. When he played for the Jets and as a college coach, he's seen all levels, and he's worked for ESPN and commentated on it. He's he's our excellent source on that. But we've had some sections of the country be just really proactive, uh, aggressive, if you will, and we do need time. And you know, we've seen the changes at work, and that takes time. I mean, you go in a bathroom and you got individual plastic Barriers. shields from. Uh, I mean, uh, you you say you're a loner. You're gonna love this new society because it's you, and uh, lot lots of like shields, protectives, and you got to go over the safety rules. You you gotta satisfy the uh, Center for Disease Control all their mandates as they come down, and it's gonna be a learning experience. And like you said, Wayne, no, they're gonna come back and they're going. Oh, wait a minute, we have to handle this problem, and now here's another problem. That that's fine. You handle them as they come, and you get you. 
we've never done this before and it's the first time and we satisfy it and move on yeah and and there was a there was a discussion you know and it was it was about another sport but it was about you know some of these changes that that come about through this they may stick around you, you know like there there's discussion on the baseball about the three 10 team divisions and and what that could look like and and they in that regard they would move to 14 teams make the playoffs well that gets more fan bases involved more more of this more of that everything like that and they're saying, you know, some of these things may be tests to uh, to see if they'll fit once everything gets back to quote unquote uh, normal. But Boone, uh, I guess what what Commissioner Sankey's opinions really brought to the front for me is there's no blanket statement. You know, there's no well, this guy in East Tennessee said we're good, so let's open the world up. There's no way to do that. I mean, you look at it. There was there was a day. And I can't remember when it was. It's been it's been a few weeks ago that New York City had more more virus deaths than Tennessee had total cases. So I mean, apples and oranges. Uh, I think that's the, that's as broad of a spec as you're going to get. So I guess what I'm saying on that is is you've got 11 states with 14 institutions in it. So you don't make that decision based on the state of Florida. You don't make that decision based on the state of Alabama or Tennessee. You sit here and you have to collectively understand the dynamic of each of those states and then make a, a decision that impacts them all. And I think that's that's a heavier burden than, than maybe people would like to think. You know, a lot of I've heard the comment, we just need to get back to normal. Well, you can do that when it's time to get back to normal. You know what I'm saying? Like I think things have to start moving. It's kind of the whole crawl before you walk, Neil. I think we've got to we've got to vet that our open society, which is what we're getting back to today, May first. You know the Justin Timberlake. It's going to be May. You know we're there, we're there. But we've got to see how smart people can be. I, we went in. Laura and I went into Harbor Freight yesterday. Nope, I'm not plugging Harbor, but I like them. So I, yeah, I'll give them a free one. But we went into Harbor Freight yesterday, and I feel like there was a better sense of social distancing, uh, they, they do have markings in the floor and, and they've done what everybody else has done, but it wasn't forced. You know what I'm saying? Like I saw young children with parents and they were staying six feet apart. Like not, not that family, but they were staying away from the next family and we were behind them. And, and so people have a subconscious method that they're going through and I think it's going to help. It, it is going to help moving forward, but the proof's in the pudding, Boone. We've got we've got to get two or three weeks under our belt, and if we feel good about it, then maybe in three weeks we've got a plan on how sports comes back. Here's what I want to see, Wayne. What do you um, want to see? You want to see a big fish? I want to see later? a lot more people utter these words. I ain't stupid. I know my grammar's incorrect, but I'm a Southern boy. I want people to sit back and truly ask, why are we so far behind? And I want them to get the true answers out there. There are reasons some states are farther ahead and some are behind. And the ones who purposely are behind, it's, it's not going to fall on the shoulders of the people just being stubborn and refusing to wear the mask. There's other reasons. I just hope it's an educational experience. And when you have to suffer and go through something and forfeit your time and be forced to be impatient, sometimes you're open to the truth. Mm. And like Forrest Gump says... That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> oh, but hey, you do have your fishing stuff on. You can get on a shrimp boat right now. 
What kind of fish is that? A mahi-mahi. It's the big one that's on the wall at all the seafood restaurants. Give me an AKA for a mahi-mahi. <laughs> Dolphin. <laughs> wow. Well, I heard it, so I don't know if they heard it. Boone help, Boone's a helper. He's my phone-a-friend guy. Boone, Boone reads so much, I'm pretty sure he's a, he's a Jeopardy champion. Uh, a will, he's a good speller, so he's probably a Wheel of Fortune champion, and, uh, and he would be my who wants to be a millionaire. Hey, I couldn't even come up with scripts. You asked five times, what's that spelling bee championship name? Yeah, but that's like a sponsor. Like, I, I call it the script spelling bee because that's who sponsored it, like, the most of my life. But that's really their sponsor. It could be the, it could be the Hellman's Mayonnaise spelling bee championship if it wanted to be. You all know what I learned today? Or, or the BigFishingGear.com championship, so give a plug to that shirt you're wearing. Man's got to improve his learning. Here's what I learned today. Alexander Graham Bell's first telephone was absolutely useless. Are you? like We're, we're, we're spreading knowledge here. If you still got your radio turned on, turn it up. Boone's about to educate you. Alexander Graham Bell's first telephone was absolutely useless. Why? He had work? not made a second one yet. Oh. That's deep. Man. That is deep. That is deep. Yeah, you can't call anybody if there's nobody to call. That's that's a good one. Hey, you know, uh, you know, Thomas Edison, he he you know, he he worked for years and years and years trying to make a light bulb, right? Right. And uh and they asked him, they said, you know, did you ever think about giving up? And he's like, No. He said, I, I know I didn't look at it as I ever failed. He said, I just now know over two thousand ways not to make a light bulb. I'm that, like, I'm like that is a you know hindsight 2020. That's a hindsight statement because you. I'll be honest with you. If I get about four deep of ways not to do what I'm wanting to do, I'm I'm pretty disgruntled at that moment. So you can't tell me he's that resolved to be like that. But anyway, we digress. We're off in a rabbit hole. We're passing we, out knowledge. Yeah, we're off in a rabbit hole. I didn't I didn't plan to be in. But but Boone, I think the end of the story is is what I'm trying to say is is in the listening range of this show. People think, why are we not opening back up? I think that's a common thought, right? Why are we not opening back up? Why is the world still locked down? What's all? What's going on? But we're we're locking down because the borders aren't shut down. People from the state of New York, because that's one of the infested places. People from Detroit, which is a tough place. People from Kentucky, even Kentucky's a little, you know, a little infested. They're coming into our state. So yeah, we can we can make all these these openings, and we've made a lot of headway. And one guy goes into a full, you know, fully congested Walmart, and we've got three hundred new cases in one town, one day, hit it and go. So I think it's just vetting those out and and understanding what we're getting into when we fully turn the key and and let the door stay open, uh, and then moving on from there. But I think it's a it's a process that we're a lot farther along May first than we were April first. And I think hopefully this this month of May is going to validate and open some things up to to get us back to a normal C. I don't think we're back to normal, but some level of normal. But daily, we're seeing so many rapid changes. Millions and oh, millions yeah. of tests are being developed, and peop, the Americans are just nose to the grindstone. They're working together, and we're developing a lot and changing daily. Got to fix it. Got to fix it. But boom, let's fix a break right quick. Get get some of these fine sponsors the the credit they deserve. And then when we come on back, a little start bench cut. Pretty wild addition. Uh, got some funny ones in there, but also I uh, got some that I'm interested in Boone's opinion. We'll talk it all on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. If you're on your way to work, you need to come on back because you don't want to miss this.
Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Livestock is essential to America, and Rural King is working hard to provide your essential livestock supplies. You can buy online at RuleKing.com and pick it up at the store. And we're taking extra steps to provide a safer shopping experience for you and our associates. Rural King is open every day from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. with the first hour reserved for our most at-risk customers. And please remember to practice social distancing. Rule King, America's farm and home store. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work? Or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Your local Blount County Community Food Connection is still open serving local families in time of need and hardship. We provide prepackaged groceries to help meet your nutritional and dietary needs. The Community Food Connection is open Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. until noon for drive-up delivery only. Residents are asked to remain in their vehicle so that our volunteers may safely distribute the food. Directions as to how to enter and depart the facility will be clearly displayed. We thank you for your cooperation and look forward to serving you at your Blunt County Community Food Connection. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit SalvationArmyUSA.org. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner, and we're about to grind it out on Start Bench Cut. Boone, we've got five good topics here for Start Bench Cut. We're going to start with this one. Best sports 
nicknames. And there's there's a plethora. I think we could do this one again and again and again. But I tried to I tried to somewhat, you know, at least stay in different leagues, whether it be a pro to a college or baseball, basketball, whatever this looked like, but ones that I really thought were were creative and were fun. You know, like I could have put Air Jordan in here, but I just I don't know that that's creative. It's just what it was. He flew. He's Jordan. Do you, do you, Air Jordan. Do you know another nickname for Jordan? Uh, the goat. Uh, <laughs> what? What? What's you think the, people know what the goat is? Well, I think so. The greatest of all time. G O A T. But you go. Uh, uh, and did, did you ever hear uh, him referred to as his royal airness? Yes, that's a good one. He, that's a, probably a better one for. He was suspended in air. I mean. It's like God pushed the little pause button and let him just kind of hang there. So, so the ones I, I picked for start bench cut, uh, one of them starts in and really started at Auburn, but but really you know kind of went into his his pro career. The round mound of rebounds, Charles Barkley. I just think that's the funniest thing ever. Uh, the Sultan of SWAT, Babe Ruth, and the Wizard of Westwood, John Wooden. That's the only one I could get by Laura. She didn't know that one. She didn't know him as that. Do you but know again, who, that's a little before our time. Do you know his college player, uh, who Big Red was? Yes, uh, Bill Walton. Bill Walton actually came to him and said, Coach, there's a good thing going around there thinking about legalizing marijuana. And I've read several different places where – Oh, we know Walton be about that. <laughs> he said, it really, really helps my knee. I mean, we, we've been troubled my entire year with my knee, and th- this this would be so great. Yeah, it helps that Cheeto manufacturer too. Yeah, and the wizard, the wizard just looked at him and said, "Bill, the last time I checked, marijuana was illegal." And that ended that conversation. He's just, he's just like whatever. So, so best sports nicknames. If you had to start one, bench one, and cut one, where do you sit on those three I gave you? When I heard the, I mean, I don't like Bruce Pearl. It, since he's been associated with Auburn, you, you and I have just the last year and a half we've been together. I'm going to start round rhymes with mound, and you got the repetition of the R, the alliteration they call it in poetry, the R and the R. I'm going to start the round mound of rebound. <laughs> That's just so much fun to say. And he was just a big round guy. It was so funny seeing this big old round balloon up above the rim. I'm going to bench. The Wizard of Westwood, three W's. Babe Ruth's one of my favorite players of all time. Yeah, they they, uh, they hung out together back in the day. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to cut the Bambino, the Sultan of Swat. You, you know, I'm I'm going to – I can't really argue with your, your comment. I, I was going to start the round mount of rebound. I think as a big dude, you always like creative ways to not say fat or heavy. So I really like <laughs> – I really like that. It they, is what it is. I like that they they chose to say round mound to rebound, and and you know what, he was a player before before it was okay to be big. So I, I like I like that that the way that fit the wes the wizard of Westwood. I just that's creative because there's not a lot of colleges that are in a place called Westwood. There's not there's not a lot of situations that that works in. And then John Wooden. I mean, everybody's compared to Wooden. It's the Wooden Award. He it's, won eight national champion. Ships in wait a minute he won seven in a row and I, he won a 10 or 11 championships eight out of 10 
in 10 years is unbelievable. Absolutely. So, And then I'm going to cut the salt in the swat. Not that Babe Ruth wasn't great. Not that, that this is a reflection of him. It's just the salt in the swat, I, I, I don't know. It just doesn't hit with me. So that's the, the start bench cut, and, and Boone and I match on this one. This one I don't think we'll match on because I'm I'm a I'm a odd bird when it comes to this. First off, do you know what home fries are? Affirmative. Okay, good. Home fries, crinkle cut fries or curly fries. Anybody's curly fries. Start bench cut, Boone. If I don't get that after my last stun against Aruli, I mean I I'm going to be a loosely veiled one loosely veiled slip. From going to the loony bin, okay. I've, I've, I've well, got, this isn't an ice cream question. I got so to get good. this better. I'm going to start home fries. Starting home fries. I'm going to bench the crinkle fries. Every time I've had a curly fry in my life, it's been half cooked and half done. That's just a personal. I'm a victim. It's happened. I don't know why they can't get them right. Ain't nothing wrong with a raw tater boom. Well, I, pr- I prefer them a little little brown and a little little bit crunchy. I'm going to have to cut the curly fries. Boom, boom, boom. I'm starting curly fries. You talk about you talk about Arby's curly fries, a little spicy, a little the, especially the ones that are super teased up, you know, the ones that are really really curly. My favorite thing in the world. Laura literally, if she gets curly fries and has one that's really tightly curled, she'll hold it for me. Because she knows I like them that much. I love the curly fries. How many curves in it? I mean, as many as they'll put on it. Three loops, and it's got Wayne's name on it. Oh, at minimum. Minimum. Big, bigger is better. But I'm going to start curly fries. I'm cut, or I'm benching home fries just because I feel like you can't mess that up. Like those are those are good no matter whether they're choosing to stay on the crispy side, whether they're on the greasy side. You cover anything in enough ketchup, they're really good. It works any way you want to do it. And I'm cutting crinkle cut. You know why I cut crinkle cut? Because they're not good cold. The other two kinds of fries are really good cold. I'm not a crinkle cut cold kind of guy. I hate a crinkle cut that's too brown. Really? I'll tell you, you're a diva. You're a you're a French fry diva, Boone. I don't you want a bro- I don't that, want a broken tooth. I mean, you, you can't just, even chew it. But you just told me you wanted curly fries that are brown. Like I feel like that's double standard. It's, it can't be raw. We, and it, it can't be so hard you can't munch on it. If if you see that little white car or that or that Honda come through, it's Boone. You better have perfect French fries ready for him. Anyway, I'm just giving you a hard time, but. Um, Anyway, we we definitely disagree on some French fries. The next one, game-winning drive to win the game. Who do you want? Start, bench, cut. Roger Staubach, Joe Montana, or Peyton Manning? If you had said Hail Mary and we we got one pass from the 45, I would have jumped all over. Perfect spiral every time Roger the Dodger captain comeback. But you said game-winning drive. I'm going to start Peyton. He could put put it between the numbers every time. Joe Cool, Joe Montana, 84th pick from Notre Dame. Anybody that's got a minute and 20 seconds to go 80 yards, the first comment in his mouth is, oh, cool. Guys, look over there. There's John Candy. (laughs) And he's eating so much popcorn, he's about to puke. The guys broke up and laughed, and they were so relaxed they went to field and beat the 49ers, or the uh, Bengals in the Super Bowl. I'm going to start Peyton. I'm going to bench Joe Cool, and I'm going to cut Roger the Dodger. 
You're cutting the captain. It, it hurt bad, but look at the competition. Right. Well, and, and I think I, that's where I went with it. You, you know, I, I feel like there's there's all these feel-good stories and there's all these game-winning drives, but I start painting as well just because he's done it at the college level. He did it at the pro level, and then he can just dissect. I mean, you, you know, he was even smart enough at the last time in his career in Super Bowl 50, he was not that good, but he didn't get them beat. You know what I'm saying? He he kept playing, and he's a smart level. He was playing chess, and the whole defense was over there jumping <laughs> with checkers. Playing on checkers. They might have been playing like match it, match it cards at that level. But but anyway, I'm going to start Peyton. I'm going to cut – or I'm going to bench Joe Montana. He he did it at college level and at the pro level, and I'm going to cut Roger Stahl back. Again, if you say one pass, I, I agree. Uh, I think the, the order's a touch different because, again, Peyton's pass wasn't always the prettiest thing, but it got there, right? Uh, but but then I'm going to cut Roger Stahl back. But this next one is probably my favorite, and unfortunately it's probably the one we're going to have to end on. College football – all-time voices. And again, there's there's other ones you could put in here, but I put the the mainstays that did it for a lot of years that had those memorable moments and and that were just the big boys of, of the of the of the profession. Keith Jackson, I remember him talking about the granddaddy of them all. And then I heard uh Vern Lundquist when uh when old Jawan Jennings caught that that Hail Mary. He just kept saying, Jawan Jennings. He caught the pat, Jawan Jennings. And then Brent Musburger, he's another one that you, you think about any big-time game. I, I'm not even – I'm pretty sure he was on our national championship broadcast team when we played in the Fiesta Bowl. So those are three names that in my lifetime ho- hooked up real well. Uh, you may have some more that you could put in there. But in these three, Boone, start bench cut. If I don't go with my heart, you're going to say, Booner, you're a sick and venomous liar. I'm well, gonna, I, I doubt I would you say might it just say like it that. <laughs> I know where my bread and butter <laughs> depends on coming to and where it'll drop. No, no, go I'm going to start the master, the voice I heard when I was probably eight years old to 25, Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson. Uh, those Southern sayings, that draw, and uh, he was on, they were always calling when Bear Bryant was my hero. I'm going to bench Vern Lundquist. Vern's funny. Uh, I'm benching him. He makes me laugh so much. He'll say six words, and the seventh time he'll actually get the word right that he's trying to say. I'm going to cut Brent. Brent saw uh, that Alabama quarterback's girlfriend one time. The camera cut over there, and he talked about her for 25 minutes. He kept going (laughs) back to her and talking about her and going back, and they blew it up in the newspaper. He was just making conversation. But Brent's – Brent's made some games where Tennessee's ended on the wrong side. Cutting on old Brent. Well, I I can't disagree with your your order. I started Whoa Nelly. I started old Keith Jackson as well. Whoa Nelly. I started old Keith Jackson as well. I just feel like he's you know he was one of those that that he just had that draw that said, I know what I'm talking about, and you need to listen. And, and I sure did. Keith Jackson start bench Vern Lundquist, even though he says somebody's name maybe seven different ways in a football game. We'll go with it and then cut Brent Musburger. But that was tough. Start bench cut. But, hey, this has been the Friday edition. We'll be back Monday. Probably the Vols will have a couple more recruits, but we'll talk about it then. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and, yes, grind on. We'll see you Monday.